What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the MMA Archive recap slash look ahead show. I'm joined by my guy, WizBets. Can you please, off the top, let, let everyone know where they could find your stuff at, man? So I'm back. I'm back. It's This is like the, the third or the fourth time? Third time, right? I think it's the third time. Yep. Yeah. So you guys probably know me by now. Uh, it's WizBets on Twitter. Only have Twitter right now. Still in the process of doing the whole YouTube thing. One day, one day soon. But yeah, WizBets on Twitter and uh, ready to break down this card and do this look ahead. Heck yeah, man. It was an awesome card last week too. Another sleeper that the hardcores were in there we're, we're hyped we were looking forward to it and it, i think it delivered i don't even coming off of a, a crazy event like ufc austin i think last week delivered big time so i'm excited to t- jump right into that uh but man I, I, i'm curious is there any big bets that stood out for you this weekend stuff that you want to highlight as far as takeaways from your week um i mean for this past saturday the i'll highlight a mistake first and this was falling for the hype, which the hype is warranted, but I did force Omar Nurmagomedov inside a distance bet, which I shouldn't have done. And I did it just like last minute because I was like, no, there's no way that he lets him get out of there. When in my head, I knew Nate Menez is just a tough guy. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a mistake on my end and it, it hurt my pockets just a little bit. Uh, my ROI could have been a lot more uh, so that's something to take away from the night. Other than that, uh, Tafan Chukwi is a bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's another spot that hurt me. So we're talking about regrets. I'm glad I didn't play that one. I picked it on the show. I did say that I thought Chukwi was going to win for all the reasons that I think make sense as far yeah. as his ability to work at the clinch, his ability to get to the clinch. Uh, did we see that at all? Of course not. No, of course not. <laughs> Why Why would the tape lie to us? I don't know. But, hey, it, it makes sense. I, I Shout out to Oberg, too. I think that was a big step up for him, not only with the way it happened, but just mentally uh, firing off early. Yeah. Um, I, I think that'll be good for his next fight to see how he bounced back from that, too. But another mistake that I made, um, the only untracked bet that I made for this weekend, I know I told you I didn't make any, I lied, was a two-legger. And I, I was feeling good in my two-legger when Shavkat uh, got the finish against Neil Magny. One leg cashed, feeling amazing. And then the main event happens. And oh, no, you did it. Oh, yes, no. I did. Yes, I did. I did the, the greasy, chalky two-legger. <laughs> and what oh. happened? And what happened? Um, I personally still believe that Saryukin won this fight, so I don't feel like it's a bad bet. But at the same time... Um, I think I'm really going to think about my role in spots like this in the future and whether or not it's just going to be dog or pass. Cause I feel like there, there shouldn't have been that much sweat to be honest. He did not cover that price tag at all. Yep. He, that was, that was a minus one twenty fight, like minus one twenty, minus one ten. So it's like, in in those spots, you, you really have to go dog or pass for sure. But it's it's tough. It's tough. Like hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, obviously this just happened, and we already know the outcome. But before the fight, everyone thought Sarukin was just gonna maul him and just take him down and keep him there. When it was the opposite, Gamera was taking him down. Yep. So you live and you learn. You we make these mistakes so we can learn from it, hopefully, and then down the line we come better and better. 
Heck yeah, man. And I'm excited. I'm going to start throwing my track stuff out there. You're going to laugh at my unit yeah, size. But hey, you got you to learn somewhere and you got to start somewhere. So excited to do that and show show those sheets every day. I, I mean, every week, I think it's important to be transparent, especially uh, since I want to take this a little bit more seriously now. Uh, so my my journey to doing that regards, I mean, includes no tape study, just straight off of memory, uh, going through these lines with you, getting an idea of where they are, where they land. I haven't looked at them at all at the moment just yet. And I'm not going to be making any plays right now, but I'm definitely going to be using what we talk about today to just sort of inform uh, where I'm headed for, for the week. So I'm excited, man. Mm -hmm. uh, big pay-per-view as well with UFC 276. I'm so hype about this one. And I don't know if you felt the same way, but I, I was looking at, uh, I was setting up the doc. I'm looking at the, the lineup. A, it's a fucking amazing card. B, mm -hmm. I'm getting old, bro. Like we, we creeping on UFC 300. Like I, when I made that, I'm like, man, we're right there. Yeah. Like, damn. But you know that that's gonna take us a couple of years to get to 300. I know, like four years. Yep. Yeah, th four to five years until 300. 200 was what 2015. No, it can't be. They didn't do a hundred events in five. A hundred main events, like main cards. 2016. 2016. I was a year what? off. Yep. July 9th, 2016. In my head, I think like 30, 30 uh, like pay-per-views would take like four or five years. Because like say 10 a year. I don't know. My math is off. I feel but, like now the amount has gotten higher, but I agree. It, it's about a, a good six or seven years uh, to get mm -hmm. to, to get to 100, which is crazy. Yeah. I, I felt like that event was yesterday. The fact that that's 2016 is fucking nuts, yeah, to be honest. I don't remember, honestly. I'm, I, as bad as that sounds, I don't remember who was the main event. Uh, yeah, because it got shuffled around so many damn times. I, I had a talk real quick. I, I was trying to convince my family at this time to like be on the ride with me every week. I had to hype up the main event for this for this fight card like three times, bro. Like, no, 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 we're still gonna watch it. Sun changed, but <laughs> and I'm just selling them on the new main event. The main event ended up being um, Amanda Nunes uh, as the challenger coming up against Misha Tate. Um, but the original main event was uh, John Jones versus DC too. Oh, okay. Now I remember this card. Now I remember this card. Okay. Yes, sir. The card where we got, honestly, one of the more bizarre cards, if you think about it. I mean, it was still stacked 100%, and it delivered uh -huh. in a lot of ways. Uh, but one of the more bizarre cards as far as who fought and, and the way it played out, the yellow piss mat. Yep. Um, anyway, I'm interested to see how, <laughs> how that goes for UFC 300 as well. But anyway... I just got to say this because I got to talk my shit. You know what I'm saying? We mentioned how you've been on the show three times. Um, as far as head-to-head -head picks, uh, I'm two and one at the moment. Now, I got to be honest. I shouldn't be happy because the last event, both of us barely, <laughs> barely came away with any dubs. I just got to say this. Barely came away with any dubs. I was six and five. I was six and five. You were four and seven. I was like, I'll take that dub. But damn, we were struggling. Both of us were struggling. Uh, but yeah, not th not this time. We're going we're gonna to kill it this week for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited to cover. Listen, the tracked bets are where they're at. These picks, you know, 
I still need to finalize some tape study, you know. You, we, we, we're know talking through it. This we're is talking an early breakdown. It. Who does an early breakdown as early as this? Come on. Got to give the people what they want. And hey, exactly. the, use it to inform your shit or not. But hey, look at make sure you're looking at the tape as well. Don't just listen. Because I don't think we're throwing out bets on a whim here. Uh, we're going to be talking about what we think can play out. And then we'll see if the tape backs it up. God damn it. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a good one for sure. But I want to start with last um, Saturday, yesterday, uh, if we're being candid. There was a lot of good uh, fights, to be frank, from the beginning of the night. Um, is there anything you want to highlight and talk about that we haven't already got to from yesterday's event? Um, no, I mean, if you want, we can just go through like a little speed run between all these fights. There isn't, I mean, there's a decent amount of them, but we could just speed run through them. I mean, we start with the first fight with uh, Demopolis and Jin Frey. How, how was there a 30-27 scorecard for Demopolis? First of all, how did Demopolis win? because i did not see her winning the fight it was close uh i had no bet on this thankfully i'm so smart i'm saying in the head uh a lot of people had demopolis uh you know what cool good for them <laughs> i did not I think want it was the split i think it was the split the split convinced yeah. them I, yeah but i don't know how they scored 30 27 demopolis but you know what happy for her yeah i was gonna say i hope that uh the outcome as far as the judging doesn't taint the fact that it was a good damn fight like it was fun we don't get a lot of those fun fights to uh-huh. start cards off especially in uh let's be honest women's mma so i enjoyed it i enjoyed the, the fight uh but i i do agree i don't i don't think she won um so the fact that there was a 30 27 is fucking yeah, nuts i don't know how there was a 30 27 crazy yeah shout out to genu fry man i i think she's don't get me wrong she has been in a couple of fights that have gave me pain as far as it being a very boring fight. Uh, but she brought it this time and didn't get rewarded for it, damn it. But uh, it's tough. It's tough. Next up, we had uh, Mario Bautista beating Brian Kelleher. What the hell? Ha- what the hell happened? Like, can we talk about Brian Kelleher's career before before we get to how you crushed it with this bet? <laughs> Man, Mario Bautista just looked like an animal. He was in that training room with O'Malley and uh, who's the second guy that's fighting out of their uh, their camp this weekend? Um, it's O'Malley and this is going to bug me if I don't remember. Uh, do you know? Oh, Jalen Turner? No. Anyways, there's two fighters on the, on the UFC 276 that are training for fights. And uh, Bautista trains with them, uh, one of them being O'Malley. And he apparently wanted to be on 276, but couldn't get the spot, obviously. He went out there and showed us why he needs to be considered as a threat to this division because, holy, he just mauled Brian Kelleher. No one expected him to be the one taking Kelleher down. That was insane. And then the way he did that little, like, move to – flip him on his back and get the choke that on its own. I was just <laughs> amazed. Dude. And there's something to developing in the UFC. Like let's get it. Uh, people had a weird perception on Mario Bautista coming into this. Like the dude's only losses were to Corey Sanhagen, Trevor Jones. Like these are legit fighters. And obviously the Trevin Jones one a little bit more questionable, but the dude has power. Oh, exactly. And that's the equalizer. But 
I, I thought it was crazy the way he was able to jump on the neck, secure it real quick. I don't know, man. I didn't expect that shit at all, to be honest. And it, definitely a good moment for him. Definitely. Next, we have Cody Durden and J.P. Bays. Uh, J.P. Bays failed to win back his bay. Uh, he got knocked out instead of showing her that he can get a knockout, kind of like how Roman Delita did last week. But um, oh man, yeah, Cody Durden in the out. corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cody Durden came out and showed us uh, that he he really wanted to stay in the UFC because if he lost, I mean, honestly, I think JB Bays is out of the UFC now. It was kind of like a winner be cut kind of fight. And dude just steamrolled him too. Like <laughs> as much as I dislike Durden, um, I hate it's good. Dude's mm -hmm. good. He's, and he's going to be a good heel. I, I think he's going to be one of the more outspoken, annoying fucks um, in the division, and that'll keep him around. So we'll he's see how that chin. goes. He's going to have a chin, in my opinion. But we'll see. Someone will expose him again. For sure. But enough yeah. people will care that he'll stay around. That, that's the most oh, yeah. important thing. Oh, yeah. Sergey Morozov versus Raleigh and Paiva. Dude. Anger Heck yeah. And before this fight started, I was like, if there's anyone that I legitimately feel bad for, it's it's Paiva because he's in these fights all the time. Like there's there's not a fight where he does not have to walk through hell for it. Uh -huh. um, and he ends up on the wrong side of a lot of these decisions, too. So tough, tough break for him. But this, yeah, this fight I mean, was awesome. What do you think about the decision? Did you agree with it? I think it was close enough that you could make an argument, but I did agree with it. I think the top control, while the, the criteria says that we shouldn't necessarily be leaning into it, I think it was significant enough to warrant it. What about you? Yeah, no, same. Um, I had a bet on it, so this might sound biased, but <laughs> I think so. I try to be as unbiased as I can when it comes to, like, even when I tweet out, like, the live scorecards that what I think uh, the round scores are. Try to be as unbiased as I can. You know, sometimes if I'm, you know, a little woozy, a little off the drink, <laughs> I, I'm a little biased. But other than that, I mean, Morozov, he got hit clean in the chin, you know, those first couple punches, which obviously those first couple punches, whenever you start a fight, are going to hit you the hardest. You're still getting used to being in a fight. So it's kind of like how we used to talk about the, the flash knockouts, where I don't put really any, like, any stock into them. First minute knockouts not too impressive usually because it's the easiest time to get a knockout but um really showed that he could climb his way back out of a hole and win the next two rounds uh that second round wrestling was legit and top control and damage and then in the third round dude was still hopping and i was surprised because he's known to gas and Paiva being the one moving up a weight class, I thought he would have the advantage in the third round because of that. And no, Morozov was just putting it on him, and then he got the takedown and really brought it to Paiva in that third. Uh, impressive win, impressive win. But I was really starting to be said about guys waking up after those first uh, knockdowns. But yeah. Yeah, this was a fucking firefight. Like there was a lot of times where Morozov was coming on hard and really tagging him as well with nasty uppercuts. Uh, th this fight was a banger. Please check it out if you haven't watched it. Uh, but next up, I'm not even gonna try it. Sha no, no, we, we do it for Nuram the people. Beke. We do it for the people. Shailan Nurambeke versus TJ Brown. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I did not watch this fight closely. I was driving, so I I, I, I need to hear your analysis. But it okay. was two it was two blonde dudes mm -hmm. going at it. Same platinum. 
Yep, same um, platinum. One with a with a mohawk, the other just blonde. Yeah, from what I saw, top control of Noron Becky was the story. Am, am I correct on this, dude? Yeah, and he was throwing punches from a guy that landed like ten punches in his last fight to actually throwing haymakers, dude. He was landing them. He had TJ Brown wobbled for a couple times. Uh, I was very impressed. He was the underdog, just FYI for everyone. Norden Becky was the underdog. Uh, really put it on TJ Brown. A lot of people said TJ Brown is probably the most confident pick this week, the most confident bet. And I was like, um, you know, I might agree, but he does not have the fight IQ. So just be careful. And you know what? I was careful. Uh, hey, if you're no. if you're a grown man with uptown TJ Brown, we got we gotta talk. You know what I'm saying? We we gotta talk. Yeah, yeah. He just shut the bed. Like for some reason, he just kept accepting that bottom position. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna try and get a Kimura off my back." Yeah. And he tried for it for so long, and uh, just paid for it. He really paid for it. Anthony Pettis like uh, ground game there, where you just uh-huh. you're, you're believing in whatever you have, <laughs> believing in whatever you got. But uh, yeah. next up, Allberg uh, getting a big knockout against Tafon and Chukwi in the first round. Uh, this one makes me look stupid. On last on on the last edition UFC 15 of the MMA archive, I I made the pick of saying I think Olberg was was gonna go down in this one. Um, I still don't feel bad about the way. I rationalized it to myself and to the people, but at the same time, I, I do admit, uh, Oberg looked damn good, man. What did you think about that one? Yeah, I mean, in truth, we just took way too long to throw a single punch, and I was on the same side. Like, I thought Nchuki was going to grind him on the cage, probably take him down and just grind him down there for three rounds, but we didn't even get to see him throw a punch, so I don't, I don't know what's, what was going on there. And after, what really surprised me was after the beating he took from Mirzakhanov, like the, all those punches, Mirzakhanov was landing heavy punches on him. His chin held up to go to Olberg, who just annihilated him like that. I was very surprised. But it, maybe that flying knee knockout in his last fight affected his chin, maybe coming back too quick. Yeah, to, especially to get rocked that bad off of uh, it, it was a sneaky little hook, but it didn't mm-hmm. look like it was uh, too too much of a, a crazy uh, punch in that way. So yeah, yeah I agree. Tough uh, tough break there for Nchukwi. Next mm-hmm. up, Chris Curtis uh, beating Hadolfo Vieira. Another one that I was on the wrong side of, but I, I gotta say, man, I love me some action, man. I think he's filled out beautifully at this weight class and. Uh, just the, the defensive wrestling in this one was demoralizing to watch. So I could only imagine how it felt being in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've tried to fade action, man. This is the third time in a row. I've mm. been uh, on the wrong side, obviously, three times in a row. Uh, I'm just not impressed with his striking. That's the thing. I don't really think this guy's legit. But my idea for this bet was he's going to get taken down. He's going to get subbed. It's Rodolfo Vieira. I didn't think his takedown defense was that good, but you know what? Props to him. I got to give him his flowers. Great, great fight. Uh, great performance defending 20 takedowns. But, you know, also we got to give some credit to Vieira for the, the improved uh, striking game. So that's another and thing. And sticking to it, too. Sticking yeah. to it when he was ha- when he had to go through the fire to get <laughs> into any exchange. Yeah, not uh, many people want to be in a firefight with Chris Curtis. Yeah, exactly. 
And and what was most impressive to me about Chris Curtis's performance, though, just to say it like this, the takedown defense starts on the feet, too. And he really did a good job of keeping him away and hurting him a lot to the body consistently uh, to sort of punish him from coming in. Yeah. Those body shots were nuts. Dude. Yeah. Props to him. Yep. Punishing him on the way in. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. The, those liver shots were in, they were hurting me. And like some of them were catching the that bottom rib. And every single time, my mom was like looking at this fight. It was what she was watching it with me. She's like, in Arabic, she's like, this guy is an animal. Well, he keeps hitting him in the, in the liver. Does he want to make him sleep? I'm like, that's, that's exactly what that's, that's what we all want. <laughs> that was hilarious. But next we have Omar Nurmagomedov against Nate Maness. I'm just going to keep this one short and sweet. Omar, three rounds, just laid on him. Uh, Nate Maness really just closed his guard and he didn't want to get finished. So that was his game plan. And that's exactly what happened. He didn't get finished, but he lost like <laughs> one of the scorecards was 30 26. Yeah, it was tough. It was uh, tough. Yeah. I think it's 25 too. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Yeah, one of them was yeah. 25. Yeah, yeah, one of them was 25. I think. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, my favorite moment of that fight, though, that uh, kick he landed on the feet. Umar oh, yeah, coming up. It looked like uh it reminded me of a scorpion, bro. Like the way it came yeah, like, yeah, that was exactly. Nasty. That was nasty. Not a typical angle you see on a push kick at all. Uh-uh. Nope. Not Trying at to all. put push kick his chin into the lights above. Uh but next up we had Tiago Moises uh beating Christos Yagos by submission. I was I, this is exactly what I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> uh, so the fact that it played out that way was tough. Dude. I need some people to put some respect on Moises's name because a lot of people were trying to fade him yesterday uh, after that Joel Alvarez performance. And I'm like, don't be too quick to put a man down after like two bad losses. I get it. They're fighting a giant. Let's make that clear. A giant yeah. at the weight class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like he's the, the definition of a weight bully. Yep. Definition of a weight bully. So I don't know what you want from him. And to go against Giagos, who obviously like tj brown poor fight iq uh that was just so easy so easy that the way he climbed on his back he made it look like a minus 500 right there yeah legit and you could see after the way he tapped too he was just uh-huh. de- defeated it's the best way to put it like damn like th- this is what we thought was gonna happen and it's what happened yep. uh, tough break for sure the way he transitioned to get that neck because it took him a little bit to to get under the neck. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the initial shot. It was just beautiful. constantly was beautiful. pummeling, dude. I, I love the way he does that too, switching side to side, and then he'll usually start start out just cranking the chin, not even not even underneath the neck, uh, just trying to make an uncomfortable switch. And it was beautiful. It's beautiful. Yep. Um, I just got to say too, real quick. I just feel bad for Yagos. I feel like he's never really been able to show a lot of his potential um, in his UFC fights specifically. I've seen him have a lot of fun fights outside the UFC too. Uh, just feel like he hasn't been able to bring that uh, consistently in his UFC run. Uh-huh. Um, probably done for as well uh, for a second time, which is tough. Probably. All right, but next up. Alain Badeau, the people's main event against Josh Parisian. <laughs> this was every Alain Badeau fight, right? <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> I have no words. I have no words. If it if it was Herb Dean <laughs> repping, it would have been over for uh, for a reason. 
but you know i i like the comeback it wasn't as bad as people thought this fight was gonna be yep yep people thought this was gonna be a snooze fest but you know what it was a pretty goddamn good fight Dude, I don't know how anyone thought this was going to be a, it was going to be murder or kill. There was, there was nothing in between, bro. Solo level. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough, but I like it. I, honestly, I don't know. I'm not a bougie MMA fan. Give, give me a fight like that over uh, Nama Yunus versus uh, Carlos Barza 2 any day. I mean, uh, give me any fight instead of that. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, I wasted time from my life to watch that fight yeah i can't believe it i was just happy that i cashed the bet on sparza i'm even more mad at myself because i watched it twice and the second time was willingly. you watch the second time was willingly i wanted to make sure that i wasn't like too high to like understand what was happening no yeah it it was actually better upon rewatch it's it's more fun than you would think because you know that it's a bad fight so like you get to have fun with it in the moment it was absolutely horrible there horrendous no stuff way. i'm saying that fight was fun to watch there was no watch, way I, I promise you that when when you see the the faints the faints of nami Yunus, she was sold that it was working and it, it, yeah. it, it was not <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's tough anyway <laughs> we'll move next on. fight we got shavkat rachmanov against neil magny oh man People thought there was going to be a vet lesson surprise here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Dude, you're smoking drugs. Man, the, the way Shavka handled Magni. From the opening bell, dude. That was impressive. That was impressive because he didn't have a single ounce of pressure from Magni. He, and Magni couldn't do anything. Nothing dude. to stop what Shavka had. A minute into the first, already getting into mount, and and easily as well. Like the neon belly is so nasty for Shavkat. Like, yeah, it is so nasty. I I love see. That's one of my favorite positions, especially in MMA, because I trust me, I've been there many times with my gi, my little fat ass sitting in, and it fucking sucks. Uh, so I can only imagine um, with with a demon like that on top of you. Uh, this. I, if you weren't sold already, the fact that the complexion of his fights looks the same, even though the competition is going up, really speaks to the level he's at, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I might have a hot take here, but it's just like, call me crazy, but I think he's better than Kanzat, in my opinion. Just pure skill all around. I think his his uh, his striking is better. And the ground game pretty equal i think Kamzat has a better wrestling but the grappling side goes exactly. to shavkat for sure and i rate grappling more than wrestling and just the finesse as well on the feet like yeah. I, I think that's the biggest part of it so he's such calm. a the way he steps off of things he's just a very natural striker which is hard right. to find in dominant grapplers like that he's so calm but you know what, it, what really uh made me happy was that he learned he put, put an effort to learn english so after the fight, the way he was like, I want um, Stephen Thompson, that helps you market yourself as a fighter, just being able to speak English like that after a dominant performance. Yeah, good for him. He's, he, the sky's the limit for this guy. Yep. Shout out to his manager as well. I'm, I'm terrible for not knowing his name, but he, he's on, he's on, whenever I see him with anyone, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta look out for this guy. Uh, Cause that also, also coming up with Peter Jan and a couple of other just demons from that side of the world. So yep. 
Next up, the main event. We already touched <laughs> on it a little bit. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we move on? Not really. I think the main round that people are complaining about is round three. The rest, I think, was pretty clear in my opinion. Round five and four was uh, was Gam. Uh, I was about to say Gamza, uh, <laughs> Gamra, and then round one and two are clearly Arman. So round three was the one that was in question because of the the knockdown from Arman and then the, the wrestling from Gamra. Who scores it? Which way? What kind of judging? It's a constant question we have. So what? Like what's scored? What's more valuable? We're never gonna end. It's never gonna end, dude. I just gotta say this this fight. Give me give me fights like this more often. I don't I don't want any stupid ass heavyweight men events. Give me fights like this more often. It was a dude. This this was up there with one of the better fights that I've seen. And this was um, you you could argue not ideal situations for either of these guys as far as the position they're in. Uh, crazy, crazy. Uh, so that was awesome to watch. I, I have nothing to complain about, yeah. even though the judging kind of fucks up. Um, the way the, you come away feeling after these fights, uh, don't don't forget how good of a fight this was because we don't get action like this on the regular. This is high level MMA for sure. Uh huh. One thing I'm, I just feel sorry for Armand's next opponent because that dude's gonna get whooped, dude. Whoever is those next elbows, opponent. they're coming. Those elbows are coming. And just he the way he was like an animal, kind of like how Calvin Cater came back against Giga. I feel mm. just a just a prolonged beating. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And I wonder how they're gonna match make them too, because I feel like you don't come off a fight a fight like this as if you lost. Like you end up still in that top ten. Not range. At all. They'll probably give him like number ten. Who's number ten in the division right now? That's my question. That's it's also a division that is in need of turnover. Let's just make that clear too. There's a lot of names in that top. Yeah, team. yeah. I mean, maybe they'll give him Tony Ferguson. Don't don't do that to me. Not not on my show, bro. Don't don't, don't give me this pain. Don't give don't bring me this Dude, pain, uh, brother. You know what? I just gotta be honest. Maybe Tony. You know what Ferguson. I need? I need the winner of Tony Ferguson uh, is gonna become the Neil Magny of 155. No, never. He, it's already way past that point. Give give me Tony Ferguson versus the winner of uh, Cerrone and, and Jim Miller, okay? That, that's, that's what I want. So Jim Miller? Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, we'll, we'll get into <laughs> yeah. that in a second. Uh, but let's start off UFC 276 right, man. This is an awesome card. And there's a couple matchups that it's kind of crazy. The year is flying by. Like, there's a couple matchups here that I remember my exact thoughts when they were booked. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I know how this one's going to go. And, and boom, we're here. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm excited uh, to see where I land on these picks. I'm going to be posting them out throughout the week as far as more specific stuff. But sure. excited to jump into these. Jessica Rose Clark versus Julia Storialenko. Are uh, we getting these names ready, baby? Um, the disclaimer to everyone again. This is an early breakdown. Obviously, some things we say might not be clear or, you know, well thought out in a sense. Just because, I mean, we're still doing tape study. We're still looking out and seeing the the numbers and stuff. So this is just an early breakdown. I don't want anyone to, like, you know, fall for the narrative or, like, come at either of us for the, you know. Come wrong. at me. I, I wish you would. How about that? Come at me. Because I'm half a J in. And I promise I'm putting my thoughts better together than you ever could on a show like this. So come at me. Bring it. Bring it. That's what I need. <laughs> All right. Let's get it going. All right. This so this first fight of the night. Yes, sir. What do you think? This is going to end up at some point 
with uh, Jessica Rose Clark being in that final position, right about to get armbarred. Whether or not she gets armbarred is what's going to make the decision on who wins this fight. Um, I'm a fan of Jessica Rose Clark. I thought with the progression that we saw against Jocelyn Edwards that things were trending in the right direction. Um, since then, we've had a couple come to come to earth moments, uh, some some realizations of her upper bound limits in the division. I'm. This is a tough one. I think I couldn't imagine a time where I would pick Julija over her just based on the matchup. Um, but this is a fight that I would not ever feel comfortable uh, putting a dime on, uh, just because yep. no matter how much I want to say that I'm. Picking Jessica Rose Clark, I will not be surprised if Julita beats the crap out of her on the ground and gets a submission, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, you know what? You, I'm not even going to try and add anything to that because you just broke it down exactly that I would have. Um, I, I like Jessica Rose Clark. I do, but it's similar to what we were talking about TJ Brown earlier. Her fight IQ is just not all there. She's been training more and more, like, follow her on Instagram and try to follow up, like see who she's training with. And she's been in the gym with some killers. So hopefully we'll get a better outing, but uh, no, I will have no money on this fight. Even though I've seen a lot of people put ridiculous amounts on Rose Clark already. I'm like, I mean, you could be beating the line. You could be smarter than all of us, but is it just to me? I don't want to have to go through a, a mental breakdown during one of these fights again. Yeah, I feel that. And especially when you think you're up too, because that that's how this is gonna go too. I think <laughs> she's gonna win the first round, and then from there it's gonna be just letting go of the reins slowly. Uh, kind of yep. how these fights always go. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So we're both officially going with uh, Jessica Rose Clark, though, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Perfect. Next sure. up, Brad Tavares versus Drikis Duplessis. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, this is a flamethrower of a matchup. Heck yeah. I just want to say this might be up there. Listen, I'm not, it is pride month. I'm a very straight man, but I, I will give it up, man. This is, this is up <laughs> there as far as matchups, right? Like I'm not, but this is like the all bodied up. If you got a, a, a friend at the party, that's interested in, in men, you know, you point to this fight. This is the fight that they need to watch for all the ladies that are showing up on fight night. Yep. All right. Tough. Our picks, our picks on this one. This matchup, dude, I just got to say, I my heart is with Brad Tavares, but everything is telling me that he's going to get washed in this one. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning uh, Drickless, but I, think I, I know who I want to win, but I, who I think is going to win is Drickless Duplessis. I think Drickless is going to mollywop him. Yeah, honestly. it's going to be tough, yeah. It's going to be tough because Drikas is just so clean with everything he does on the feet. Um, he He's might... a little rope, but the power is significant. Yeah, yeah. His jab is just like on a leash. He throws that thing with intent, and it's snappy. Uh, Tavares ain't no slouch on the feet either, so I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps it close. But in my opinion, I just think the striking from Drikas is going to be too much. Um, let me see the reach advantage here. I think uh, a, another sad thing real quick, but while you look that up, is like at this point of Brad Tavares' career, I feel like he's not willing to get into these exchanges the way Drickus forces them. Like he, 
there is no thought in his mind of who's coming out of on top of that exchange when he throws in no matter who he's fighting um and and in this matchup specifically i think that's going to pay dividends what what is the the lengths uh drinkins has a two inch reach advantage so they're they are the same height uh he has a six year age advantage um he opened up as a plus 170 favorite i mean sorry favorite plus 170 dog and now he's bet all the way to a minus 120 favorite that's crazy i i think that should be even wider to be honest i might consider that we were so we were gonna do the oh yes it's all good we'll we'll start with the next one um but what do you think about the jessica rose clark fight odds odds okay what what they should be um i would say if I was the bookie, I would be minus one fifteen. Jessica Rose Clark. Minus one forty. Okay, that's interesting. Yep, well, we I, know it that might that be is. a little, might be a little value for the degenerates, but I'm staying away from that one. And then yep. this one, you already told me it's at minus yeah, two minus something. Yeah, minus I, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, there's value there, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm excited. I, I think I might hop on that too yes sir this is honestly one of those fights that i wish was a a five rounder though like this could be a five rounder this could be a five rounder i think it'll i think it'll favor brad tavares in that scenario obviously if he doesn't get Uh finished but Uh it's a matter of getting it there and i don't think it will true that true that all right well so we're both in that because i'm assuming Yes, both of us are. Right. I got that written in. Next up, Jessica I versus Macy Barber. This Man. is gonna this one's gonna be tough. I'm gonna say minus 180, Macy Barber. You're pretty close. Um minus 245. Damn, yeah, that's that's way bigger than I thought. And you know, I gotta say I agree with it. I yep. don't think this line is wide. We've just seen the downfall of Jessica I over her past couple fights. In her last five, she's only won one. Yeah. And that was against Araujo, your girl. Yeah. She Nobody was willing to jump on that plane with me, baby. But I, I got it. Man. Yeah, you just see the downfall. And Macy Barber in her last fight against uh, De La Rosa, she showed a, a new Macy Barber. She showed that she's all in. Like, she's ready. I think she's matured a little bit since those couple of losses that she had and then injury. Uh, she's matured a lot, so I'm excited to see her fight. I'll probably have her in, in some sort of bet. Nice. Um, not too surprised if she finishes her. Yeah, I mean, after I'm you happy. get put out like that, you, you you definitely feel more vulnerable to that. Um, I, I Jessica I is another person that, I, for some reason, since the beginning, I've wanted to root for her, especially like knowing her story before she came into the UFC. Um, but yeah, at this point, if you're putting money on Jessica, hi, uh, we need to talk, brother. We need to talk. You, you, uh, we don't you'll see be better off. Yeah. How dare you? I, I was gonna, I was about to say something way worse than that, and then you just, you know what? You got it. I'm not even gonna say it. I was gonna be like, <laughs> um, that you could, you could spend your money a little bit more wisely, um, on I. Uh, so if you want, if you want to spend your money a little bit more wisely, uh, there might be some things you could use that, use that $10 for, um, shout out to Jessica eyes, uh, only mm-hmm. fans, but anyway, um, <laughs> no. I, I, we're both going to, because it's, it's, it's atrocious. And she has this a thousand yard stare 
uh, that I <laughs> I can't quite get behind. Uh, but a lot of men do find her attractive, so that that's interesting. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next we have Uriah Hall and Andre Muniz. What do you think the line is here? Because this is going to be okay. Yeah. Um, if if this line is if I'm entirely off on this, I'm a hundred percent making a bet on this. Um, I'm going to say Andre Muniz is going to be a slight dog. So I'm going to say Uriah Hall minus one thirty. You are so off. I would love for you to take another guess, please. Okay. What I, what I, where I think the value is, um, I would say, let's see, let's see. I'm not going to go that wide. There's no way it's that wide. Uh, Muniz minus 160. Muniz minus 270. Wow. The disrespect. I'm glad. I'm glad they're on the right side. But damn, I didn't. I thought I was gonna get some value out of this one. Uh, interesting. Disrespect. I mean, I I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I agree. Muniz should be a favorite, but like, I'm not counting Uriah out of this. Same. I'm, I'm probably gonna go with Muniz. He's probably gonna be in one of my parlays. As stupid as that sounds. But I'd be hitting these parlays. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree. Um, Muniz should be a favorite. Probably, yeah, I would have said minus 190 is the right line. Maybe we'll see some buyback on uh, on Uriah. Mm-hmm. So I'll be on this one before I pull the trigger. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm considering a dog shot there because that's super wide. I didn't expect that at all. I, I thought <laughs> this is going to sound casual as fuck of me right now. Uh, but I, I thought the red corner bias was going to be real in this one. Uh, apparently not. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see how that one plays out. We'll uh, I'm going with Muniz, though. Are you too? Yeah. 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 We're lining up so far. We're yeah, probably going to line up on the next one, too. I can already tell. I think this one is going to be another crazy first round submission. Honestly, I think it's going to catch him in a weird transition. Uh, but next up, Jim Miller, Donald Cerrone. Mm-hmm. This is the think? all-time sadness fight right here. Um, two yeah. two guys, two guys. Honestly, Tony Ferguson and Donald Cerrone. Now that I have to talk about that, it it really pains me. Just because a couple years ago, I really felt like I was investing in in Bitcoin. You know, like I felt like I was in the right spot. You know, and right now, uh, it's looking tough. Kind of how Bitcoin is at the moment too. Uh, so hey, hold, baby. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I I would, I'm saying. Jim Miller should be at least minus 180, right? He is at least minus 180. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. 220. Yeah, I had to pull up a second book because my other one, for some reason, had it grayed out. Damn. The movement. The movement. And here's the thing. It's like the main reason why I will probably be betting on this fight alone is – the fact that Cerrone has had to cut down to 155 twice in the past four months, and now this fight going to 170, his body is probably destroyed. If it was a younger dude, a younger buck, okay, I get it. Uh, probably have a, a bigger chance of winning. But the dude is 39. Um, stuff like that is going to destroy you for a couple months. That weight cut over and over again, 
and he looked terrible on the scales last weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's not often that this happens, but I'm not gonna lie, it kind of does pain me when we're in a situation where guys are fighting for the second time and they're just so far removed from who they were. And and a lot of the times it happens like it's happening in this one, where one guy's actually kind of surprising at this point of their career and doing better and getting more technical, especially with uh, the, the lower body attack. Shout out to Jim Miller doing his damn yeah. thing. Uh, but it's so weird to see the way certain people uh, fall off the, versus the way certain people come on later in their career. Um, I think it's all matchup dependent too. And I think that's what really makes me feel confident. Just the way Jim Miller is a bad out of hell, no matter who he's fighting. Um, I, I think that's going to be big for him. Round one. You might even want to sprinkle on that round one. I don't even know what the line is. Round one KO <laughs> is my is my my prediction here. Round one KO. Yeah, for sure. And that's so sad. But uh, at this point, there's not. You can't really expect much else. I uh-huh. mean, Alex Morono. Like, I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. But if you're, it, it's tough when you're getting finished by guys like that. So yeah, got to go with Jim Miller on this one. Hundred percent. Next up, this fight, dude. I'm pumped on this. this and I, I want to know what you say. I'm pumped I'm on this. Interested. I'm Very pumped good. on this. I'm so pumped on this. I, I think I'm going to be wrong, um, but this should be Gabe Green minus 160. Ooh, wrong. Yeah. So it's actually Ian Gary minus 165. Wow. Do you agree with that? Do, do you see where I'm coming from with this? No, I think it's a pick em. Really? Okay. I would say pick him. Here's the thing. I think Gabe Green is going to win this fight. Uh, just sole reason, the guy's a zombie. Like he, We've seen it. We've seen him get hit by people with more power. Example, his last fight, Lainis, and he survived. And what did he do? He's a cardio machine. He just handled him. After that seven-and-a-half-minute mark, he handled Lainis, took him down. And those shots just destroyed him. Now, Ian Gary has better striking than Lainess, 100%. Not better, not more power. Um, surprisingly, I thought Ian Gary was going to have a huge uh, reach advantage, only one inch. Height is where it's going to come into factor, though, because that punching up kind of reduces that reach advantage, uh, that reach for you. So it's going to be a little bit tougher to actually crack him in the in the jaw. Mm-hmm. But I'm ultimately probably going to stay away. I'm trying to be more disciplined with my spots now. Um, just because, like, I do agree with the dog being uh, the, the side here. But I just don't want to make a bet where I'm unsure. Because I do see uh, a way for Ian Gary winning a decision. It's yeah. either Ian Gary decision or Gabe Green any which way he wants it. Yeah. And my big issue with this fight and the reason why I lined it the way I, I did, and honestly, I think I might play it just because the value is there 100%. Um, I feel like Gabe Green is someone that, A, you, you got to put him out, and that's a hard thing to do. And then, B, I feel like Ian Gary takes a lot of pictures. He stays in front of guys, especially after landing. And I think that's the worst thing to do in a matchup like this with someone who's going to come at you um, at every chance that they get. I think it can play into Gary's advantage too, though. Uh, so I'm a little interested to see. I think that first round is going to be the sweatiest first round if you're betting Gabe Green. Uh, but I think after the first is where we're going to see things really, the, the tide's going to shift. And I knew when I saw this matchup, 
this was the one because I talked about this a couple fight a couple uh, months ago now at this point where I was like, I feel like Ian Gary's gonna be an auto fade for me very soon, uh, and this is the matchup I guess for me. So right I'm point. going, I'm going Gabe Green. What's your official pick? Um, yeah, official unofficial pick. Gabe Gabe Green Gabe Green. Uh, gotta go with the the hometown boys. The train's like 15 minutes away from me, Downey, mm. California. Shout yeah. out. Hey, I like it. I like it. Next up, pour Hello. one out, baby. Pour one out. Pour one out. <laughs> Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barbarena. Dude, um, this fight is going to be fun for all the wrong reasons. Like, all the wrong reasons. I, I think it's going to deliver big time. Uh, but the fact that, like, this is another one of those examples. Like, with all yeah. due respect, um, Robbie Lawler should never be it, it should never be considered whether Bob <laughs> violent Bob Lawler is going to have a tough fight against Brian Barbarina a couple years ago that would be unthinkable uh -huh. um, and now uh, I, I'm, I'm downright close to leaning with uh, Barbarina but honestly I feel like we've seen a lot of the, the tread come off those tires as well um, in his recent fights so you know what? I'm I'm going violent Bob Lawler, baby, uh, just for nostalgia reasons, 100 percent Let's see what thoughts. Oh, yes, yes. Let me make my guess here. Um this has to be close to a pick'em, right? I hope so. I'm gonna go Robbie Lawler minus 130. Right on the number. Let's go. I get at least one of these, it. baby. I get at least one of them. Nice, nice. And you know what? I got to go with Lawler. I will not bet this fight. I will not. I refuse. Uh, you never know what happened. 1-800-GAMBLER territory. 1-800-GAMBLER, exactly. One dude just slows down completely after one round in Barbarena. Lawler, you just don't know what to expect from a 40. I don't, I don't really don't want to bet on a 40-year-old. It's very, very rare where I'm going to bet on a 40-year-old. But I might do it on Jim Miller. So he's 38. He's getting there. He's not 40 yet. He hasn't broken a rule. Especially right. if it, if we get a good contender series matchup, you got You got to auto hit that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Next we have Brad Rydell and Jalen Turner. What's your prediction? This here? one is tough. This one is tough. What I think the line is and what I think it should be is two different things. I'm just gonna say for my prediction. <laughs> I'm gonna say for my prediction. Fuck it. Jalen Turner minus 140. He's minus 120. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. The, this this one pains me. This is another one that pains me. Riddell has fought the better competition um, and obviously come out on the wrong side of most of those. Looked good doing it, uh, but come uh -huh. out on the wrong side of most of those. I can't. I have to stop you there. I, I don't think he's come out on the wrong side. I, I just think here's the thing. It's... Uh, his striking is okay. He's good. Drew Dober, I don't, I don't know if he won against Drew Dober. It's a little salty with that one. I didn't bet on it, but I just don't think I don't think that was that was right. And then against Fazeev, he just got pieced up. He got finished, yeah. And I think Jalen Turner is a better striker than Fazeev. Yeah. And then pair that with the ground game, which Riddell tends to wrestle. If he wants to wrestle Jalen Turner, he's going to welcome him because he's going to snatch his neck. Um, you can already kind of tell the side I'm leaning on here, and I'm this is actually one of my more confident picks. It's going to be Jalen Turner. Turner also has 
a ridiculous four inch reach advantage and a ridiculous, ridiculous seven inch height advantage. Six three to five seven. I do not know what's going to happen in this fight, how it's going to end. I'm going to predict to Jalen Turner decision, but I would not be surprised if he wins by sub. A late, like, desperation shot from Riddell goes wrong into, like, a guillotine, into a back take, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'll be surprised by that. I feel like at this stage... You're more, you're better off leaning into the KO for Jalen Turner in the first two rounds. I just feel like if if it's going to decision, like I feel like he's gonna start fading at least come round three because he, he's another weight bully. Like the dude is huge, and dude, and he's also he someone that's shown that if you if you if you land flush, you you could hurt him. So I, I'm I'm a little. I don't know. I'm a little concerned about this fight. I, I definitely, my heart is with Riddell, so I have to make the case, but I'm, my official pick is Turner as well. You know, here's the thing. It's kind of like how we were talking about earlier with the the, the reach for uh, Gabe Green and the uh, Ian Gary fight. So, he, A, he's at a four-inch reach disadvantage already. And then punching up seven inches, that's tough. That's tough. I don't know if he's going to land all that much. He's probably going to have to try and result to going to the body. Slow it down. Kick those legs. Yeah, slow it down and get to him later, um, especially mixing things up. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, but I, I definitely see more more times than not uh, Jalen Turner just landing like like a damn pinata out there in the first round. <laughs> and, and no matter how, if Riddell wins this, he's going to have to go through hell to get it. I agree. Right. I agree. I'm glad we're on the same page here. Pedro uh, Munoz versus Sean O'Malley. This is um, if there's if there's been a fight where well no let me rephrase this if there's ever been a fighter that I can point to and say, you know what, the UFC is still interested in creating stars, <laughs> it would be Sean O'Malley. And my reason for saying that is. I cannot think of anyone that has had a more tailored matchmaking situation uh, than Sean O'Malley. Um, I think this is a match made in heaven for his style. Uh, I think he's going to light up Pedro Munoz, but um, watch out for the leg kicks. I think that's always the narrative and just gen- in general, the narrative um, Whenever Pedro, uh, whenever Sean O'Malley's fighting, that's going to be the the thing to look out for. But Pedro Munoz is legit. Uh, he went kick for kick with Jose Aldo, and of course, he ended up being the sh- the slower guy in those exchanges. But it's Jose motherfucking Aldo, and he was taking those leg kicks. Uh, Pedro Munoz is not going anywhere. This is going to be similar, in my opinion. Now, I don't think he's going to style on him the way he did with Chris Moutinho, but the style of fight, as far as putting it on him. And and Sean O'Malley having to, to go back and absorb that pressure. Um, I think this can be interesting. This might be a, a spot for live betting uh, to try to get a, a nice line on Pedro Munoz going into the third if things are turning out that way. Um, but I also see, for the most part, uh, Sean O'Malley should be able to keep him on that striking edge and, and just really pepper him from the outside. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. And Sean O'Malley haters, I think they're going to be sad at the end of the night. 
Um, but I could see avenues to victory for both of these guys, so it makes it super exciting. My official pick um, for this uh, betting line, I'm going to say Sean O'Malley minus 135. Oh, my goodness. No, two minus 240. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? No, I'm hammering. I'm hammering. You got to throw something on Pedro Munoz on a, on a line like that. Yes, I I agree, even though I think O'Malley is going to style on him. Um, mm-hmm. Another situation with the significant height and reach advantage for O'Malley, 5'11 to 5'6, and then 72 inch reach to 65. So pretty significant in both areas there. But the thing is, I feel like Pedro might be smart and you might try to take him down so even though we haven't seen too much of that the leg kicks and the uh, the threat of a takedown might be there for for Munoz and if you get O'Malley down I don't know if he's gonna get up yeah so I'm very interested to see Munoz can hold his own on the feet he can hold his own but the with the reach disadvantage and the way O'Malley's striking is it's gonna to be tough, uh, but O'Malley doesn't cover his face up. He was not. He was getting hit by Moutinho in the third round. I'm like, really? Yeah. So we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. I'll probably have no money on this fight unless I put like a half unit on uh, on Munoz. Yeah, I think that's a good bet. Honestly, I'm surprised it's that wide because Pedro. I think Pedro Munoz gets a lot of shit. Um, yeah, I must have forgot. Like th- this dude is in all his fights regardless of if he ends up losing especially he's been losing a lot lately uh these are these are dog fights Uh, ufc has not given him any favors in schedule okay last five lost to algerman sterling uh lost to frankie edgar win against jimmy rivera that was a favor uh lost to Jose aldo lost to dominic cruz like what come on jimmy rivera is no favor Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy Rivera is no favor. Uh, and you can tell I trained at Tiger Showman's. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just wouldn't count Munoz out so quick here. I think he can offer us something. And, uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see how this plays out. We'll see. We'll That's see. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. This is another we one. Get into that, I found out who those fighters were that were training with yes. Bautista. And it was actually three in the room. Damn. Uh, Cannoneer next weekend, O'Malley, and Barbarina. That's what nice. it was. Nice. And what is that? What gym is that? MMA Lab. There we go. Oh, that makes gym. sense. Oh, yeah. Why did I think um, Cannoneer was at Syndicate? Was he ever huh? at Syndicate? I do not know, my friend. That's a yeah. good question. That's tough. That's tough. The MMA, the MMA lab is the only thing listed for him. Cool. But All right. This next fight is the fight I think is the fight of the night. Uh, Pereira against Strickland. Um, first thing, I need you to tell me what you think the odds are. Dude. <sighs> <laughs> I want to make this clear. The reason why fans are invested in Alex Pereira and the reason why uh, the bookies are going to be leaning towards Sean Strickland are two different things. Let me, let me make that clear. Um, I'm going, I'm going Sean Strickland minus 165. And if it's the other way, if it's the other way, um, I'm auto betting this. Go ahead. Tell me. 115 minus 115. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm definitely not betting on that. That's crazy. 
I think there is a very big misconception of Sean, Sean, oh, can't speak, Sean Strickland not having a ground game. Yeah, for sure. Very, very incorrect. The man's a black belt. And, um, you know, he comes out of one of the best gyms. Yep. And listen, Alex Pereira is my guy. I've been on him every single fight since he's gone back into the UFC or got into the UFC. I don't think this is the one. I think they're Me sleeping neither. on Strickland here. I think, and I was watching this interview while I was preparing for uh, the Curtis fight because he obviously trains in the same gym as him. They're really close friends. Mm-hmm. And Strickland, I mean, sorry, Curtis was talking about, he got asked a question. So I know that you're fighting this weekend, but I have a question about what you think about your your teammate, uh, Sean Strickland's fight next weekend. He was like, man, Everyone at the gym has been trying to talk to Strickland. And everyone's been telling him, don't make this fight hard on yourself. All you need to do is take the man down. And you might be able to handle him there and just keep him on the ground. And everyone's trying to talk some sense into him. That's almost word for word what he said. And just that alone made me think. And I'm like, okay, this gym is smart. They have been training with uh, all the Dagestanis over the past couple months preparing Curtis for yesterday's fight with the Vieira. And obviously that worked. Now, I think Strickland is training his wrestling with, with those same Dagestanis. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm just going to throw it out here. I'm probably going to have a bet on Strickland. Yeah, it's not anything major, but I think I have to, given experience, that's one thing, and um, he's younger. The reach disadvantage and height disadvantage come into play here. Uh, he has a four-inch reach advantage and height disadvantage against Pereira. We'll see, man. It's going to be a firework of a fight. Though. I was I- so bummed out by guessing the line wrong that I didn't even understand the value. Like, there's, there's so much value at that line. Um, yeah. I, I I thought he'll be closer to minus 200. So that's that that's interesting. I think obviously what makes this bet such a risky bet is it only takes a matter of two punches to change and make this a terrible bet. <laughs> so that that's what makes it a, a scary proposition. Uh, but I agree. Logic would say uh, that you should be on the Strickland side. Strickland's a madman, though. He, yeah. he, he punches. The one thing I actually am not a fan of is him sparring so much in training and allowing people to punch him mm-hmm. like that. Screaming. Um, that against <laughs> someone like Pereira who is cut out of mahogany. The man is freaking built. Uh, might not do you so well because he lands like three punches on your three-punch combo. You might be wobbled. I haven't seen Strickland wobbled yet. Mm-hmm. Yep, me neither. It's gonna be interesting. I love well, it. I've seen him get uh, absolutely decapitated by a spinning hook kick, but everyone gets 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 put out by those. Yeah, so yeah. can't be <laughs> yeah. too mad. Um, I you actually talked me into Pereira here. I'm I'm playing. Pere- I'm picking Pereira. I won't be playing him, um, but I'm picking Pereira just for How the for the main sec. Well, th- this is why I got you right now. I think there's gonna be. Um, no matter what on the feet, the way Sean Strickland fights for pressure, right? For pressure, unless he's fighting a wrestler, then we see that backward fighting 
uh, Sean Strickland. I think if he keeps on pressuring into Pereira, that that hook is so nasty, man. The way he landed against uh, Bruno Santos comes to mind. There was multiple times in that fight where I thought he was so close to finishing it, <laughs> like like crazy. So um, I think a lot of those intercepting shots with the pressure um, is going to lead to a eventual oh shit moment for Alex for Alex Pereira. Um, uh-huh. But I, just because. He's deciding to not use those skills, like entirely not because that's what should happen. I agree. I agree. Co-main event time, man, dude, this, these fights, these fights, I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped, dude. Um, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway three. I got to ask you, did you score any of the fights for Max Holloway? No. The first two. Okay. I scored the second one for Max Holloway, and I'm very, very biased. I'm just going to make it very clear. I'm very, (laughs) very biased. Um, That being said, I'm picking Alexander Volkanovsky in this one. I think we've gotten all the tape that we need. Um, What really made me sad about this was watching it back. Um, (laughs) Volko's so good, man. Like, Volko's so good, and he he does so much good shit that I think a lot of people take for granted his success versus other people's success against mm-hmm. him. Um, and that's what happens to all dominant champions. But man, um, my heart is with Holloway. I hope he could find another adjustment like he did in the second fight to really blow some things open. Um, I think he's the only person that we've really seen where Volkanovski looked vulnerable against. Um, this fight's going to be awesome. Like no matter how it plays out, it's going to be awesome. The only thing that will be surprising to me is if Volkanovski pitches a shutout. That's the only thing that would be surprising. Um, but I'm leaning towards Volkanovski. This is going to be insane. I agree. I agree. What do you think the line is? Thank you for bringing me back to reality, man. I went on a diatribe there. <laughs> um, damn. Minus 140 Volk. Minus 190 Volk. Wow. I, I, There's value. I, There's value. <laughs> There's value. You know, I agree. I, Volk is just, he, here's the thing. I kind of scored this the same, I mean, not scored this. I kind of thought of this one the same way I thought of the uh, Joanna and Weili Zhang fight. We have seen improvements in Weili Zhang's game over the, the past three fights. And Joanna has been gone. So she hasn't improved. Same exact thing here. I think we've seen improvements from Volk. Even though he's already freaking amazing. We've seen improvements in his aspects of game. Uh, in his past like four fights. Um, with Max, I just see the same Max. The one that dominates people on the feet. That's it. Um, I haven't seen anything else. Not that he's needed to do anything else, but I would prefer that. If anything, we've seen him get in touch more his last two. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think Vol can just take him down and probably submit him. For sure. I would not be surprised if that was the, the outcome of this fight, a submission from Vol. I don't think it's going to be as, uh, as much of a dog fight this time. Really? Really? Um, wow. That's a, that's a hot take right there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think Max needs to be 
at full volume capacity. Like he needs to, he needs to really pressure the fuck out of Volk. And that's the only way he's going to be able to start landing. Work. I don't think it's going to work. I think it is. If he overpresses and throws these haymakers, he's going to get taken down instantly. But, but it's not about, it's not about over. You're right though. You're right. He's, he's sort of (laughs) leaning into that, but, but I feel like a a majority of that though, like why I, I feel the pressure is what is needed is because he needs to have him going back the same way he did in the second fight to put him in a position where he, he doesn't have the time to faint forward and sort of set up his shots in that way. Uh, but yeah, man, this is this is tough. I, I don't know about that submission at angle. I don't know about it. Something about I, I don't think we've seen that like out of out of um, Holloway defensively. I don't I don't think we've seen um, him look vulnerable in those spots. Uh, but what happened? Don't don't tell them. It's a secret. <laughs> it's okay. like gonna be like a plus sixteen between you and I. Between you and I, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh man i i'm just i'm just glad we're getting to see it again because everyone's trying to tell me that it's not like deserved and i'm like you're fucking oh crazy God. these are leaps and bounds the two best guys in the division and the fact that volkanovsky is so great should not make you think less of this matchup mm-hmm. exactly exactly right. better what's your pick Volk. all right mission all right Next up, Adesanya main. versus Kevin Cannonier, the main event. Give this is a high. fight that I feel like has been in the making for years. Like years, this fight has been in the making. I agree. I agree. They've been trying to line this up for a little bit, but Cannonier lost this fight against uh, Whitaker. That's mm-hmm. what stopped it. That's what yep. stopped it. Um, what do you think the line is? Um, Adesanya minus 210. Adesanya minus 365. Damn. That's a casual line right there. That's a casual line. Yeah, I do agree with it being a casual line. I do agree that there's value, but I will not touch the value. Because I I just ultimately think Adesanya is going to stay champ for a long time. I think he's going to... What What's Cannoneer's game? The striking, the power. But what's Adesanya's game? The elusiveness, the striking. Yeah, it's the what Adesanya does counters what Cannoneer does good. Sorry. It's getting out of the way of these punches. It's getting out of firefights with people that he doesn't need to be in firefights with. And that's similar to what he did against Romero. Even though the fight was boring, he stayed out of the firefights. He ate a couple punches, but stayed out of the firefight. I would compare this to the the Paulo Costa fight. Same, same like game striking. Yep. It's mainly the striking, and um, that's just not. Unfortunately, if Adesanya wasn't champion, I think maybe it would still be Whitaker or it would be Cannonier. Yeah, that's fair. But, that's fair. Yeah, I think I think we needed that in a five rounder, right? Because even mm-hmm. with his arm getting jacked up the way it did early, that fight was super close, and he was coming on late in the third. So. Honestly, man, this fight is dicey. I, I don't think this is on the same level as um, Paulo Costa. I think I think I really like Cannoneer's pressure and his process on the feet way more than Paulo Costa. Do I think that's going to come to bear in this one in a big way? No. Like, I think this goes to decision uh, just because of a lot of things you were saying as far as 
uh, Adesanya's ability to sort of diffuse things on the feet. Um, but it's going to be, I think this fight is going to be better than um, Adesanya Whitaker too. I think Cannoneer, just with the way he fights, is going to give um, Adesanya a lot more to work with, in my opinion. Um, but what I'm, what I'm excited for is Cannoneer has really showed that there's a, there's a real um, sort of chip that he carries, especially when he's in a fight that he feels is slipping away from him, um, that I think a lot of the challengers so far haven't been able to sort of dig into that side of things to try to really take it from the champ in that way. Um, I think his power is very, very, very significant. I think coming down from heavyweight to where he's at now, um, it, it's a weird career path, but I think it, it, in his specific style, I think he's one of those guys that if you put him in a weight class, two divisions down, obviously biologically that won't work, but if you did, his, his, his game won't work in MMA, right? Like his process won't work. It, it won't be something that um, you'll necessarily say, this is the way you should go about doing things. But for him specifically and his power and his ability to sort of really make people second guess whether or not they want to be in those exchanges, um, I think really is going to make some interesting moments in this fight. Do I think it's going to be fun? Honestly, not really, but I think there's going to be fun moments in this one uh, that could make it feel a little better or closer than it should. That analysis is great. That was great. And you know what? I'm not going to discredit Cannonier. I don't think he's going to have the same situation as Paulo Costa. I was, I was going to say, you don't think he's capable of drinking wine the night before the fight? <laughs> <laughs> very capable man lived in alaska for a period of his life <laughs> that's all you've yeah. got to look forward yeah. to at night yeah. brother <laughs> well i'm just excited to see how how cannoneer comes out uh man bald cannoneer at light heavyweight was a sight to be seen <laughs> so if he comes out as bald cannoneer i don't know i might have some some questions <laughs> that's another development that's wild like if you showed pictures to to someone that doesn't watch like hey this they're like that they're related but that's not the same dude right yeah against uh kutulaba though that's the one that comes to mind when he's just yeah. like walking him down a ball cannon here walks you down oh man he's a mythical fighter man he's up yeah. there with sea level cane and if we see him come to weigh in bald i might have to sprinkle <laughs> Just the bald, the bald hedge, you know? Yep, the bald edge. He's more aerodynamic. <laughs> Shout out to Krillin. Yes, sir. You just you just Absolutely. tend to be, things just bounce off, you know? That's why I buzz cut. <laughs> oh, man. Are you going with Izzy in this one, too? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Izzy. I, I think if you're, if you're laying chalk on Izzy in this fight, you should have you should have got it in the last one, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like those lines are getting inflated by the casuals. That that's my opinion on this. I have to let let them inflate them. Yeah, let them inflate them. We'll take the other side. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or just early. <laughs> yeah, man. Even though that's not our pick, it, it, it's worth the value. Sometimes there's a couple of these that I think might be worth the value. My biggest one being that Gabe Green spot. I'm salivating, man. I'm salivating on that one. I'm, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll sprinkle on round three submission in that one too, because that's probably going to be a really big line as well uh, for yeah. Gabe Green. Exactly. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but is there anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here, my friend? No, I mean we just broke down this card, and uh, I think we did a pretty decent job doing not as much tape as it would be like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. But we gave the fans a, a little bit of a sneak peek and a little breakdown with it too. Uh, always thankful for being on the show. Appreciate you so much. Yes, sir, bro. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to hop on and do this with me. This has been awesome. It always fucking is. And it just keeps getting better. This is fun as hell, man. Like it's, it, it doesn't have to be, um, always this buttoned up show. Sometimes we get a little bit off the rails. It's, it's 1153 here in New York. You got to get a little crazy sometimes. Uh, and, and I think we did a good job even, even with the, 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 the top collar button open, uh-huh. uh, we, we still got our analysis hat on too. So, um, yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I'll let you plug your stuff again in a second. Uh, but I really appreciate all the support and love I've been getting from all of you guys. And it starts with a lot of the different people I had on this show. I feel like you guys have shown me love in return just for our, our mutual um, sort of benefit for one another. And I just really appreciate you and everyone else who's been shouting me out and letting people know to check out my stuff. I really appreciate it. And all the love that I've been getting has been super humbling. The fact that I hit 350 is crazy. The time it took me to go from getting to 200 versus getting to 350, um, it's all, it's almost was half. Uh, so I really appreciate everyone um, and all the stuff you guys have been doing to sort of prop me up um, because, hey, man, I'm just a dude having fun with it. And I feel like I'm learning so much along the way. And the fact that um, I'm able to, to be along this crazy ride with all of you folks has just been super awesome. So shout out to you. Shout out to Eric Best Fight. Shout out to Arwen for coming on always. Yeah. Um, it's just been so fun um, to see the growth of everyone around me as well as uh, the growth of this goddamn show, baby. Uh, so shout out to everyone that, that looks out and shows me love. It, it really does not go unnoticed. Uh, so thank you so much to all of you guys that watch, um, especially if you're still here right now, make sure you give us a like, make sure you give us five stars, baby. We got to get those ratings up there. Uh, so make sure you send them over. Um, thank you so much again for everything you guys do. You could check out my other stuff at Negron MMA on Twitter. If you want to push me over the top, let's start getting towards four, baby. Um, and better follow. Also, yes, sir. You better follow for all this free content you're getting. Um, and you could also find the brand at OTS Media Co. on all platforms, OTS Media on YouTube. Uh, we got coverage of every damn sport you could think of. Uh, so if you're a degenerate, come get your analysis, baby. Uh, we got it. So thank you so much for tuning in as always. Please, my, my guy, tell them where they can find your picks because you've been absolutely killing it. So it's at WizBets on Twitter. I do MMA, MLB, NBA. Uh, almost any sport you could think of. Tennis, foosball, <laughs> wiffle ball. This man plays everything. So and, and comes out on top more often than not. So tune in, please. We try, we try. But no, I mean, the, I was telling you this earlier, um, about a week or two ago, and I remember when I was first starting out, you were the first person to to have me on a show or a podcast, and it's just been growth since since then and the stuff you you told me after that first podcast about just keep keeping on like you know keeping on keeping on 
that that saying it, it's it's true uh put your head down go to work and you'll see results and i i really appreciate the support you guys have been giving me thanks man thanks you really didn't have to do that because th that that was between you and i and i swear i don't i'm not here to be that guy or prop myself up and say hey i did this or hey i did that 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 was honestly between you and i and i appreciate you mentioning that uh because it, it really does come from the heart dude i I've, i saw it then and i still see it now so keep doing your damn thing um, and shout out to everyone that shows that love and support, man. We're both going to keep on growing up in a beautiful way. So make Sir. sure you show it, keep showing that love and we, you'll keep getting some more awesome content. UFC 15 breakdown coming out very soon, um, as well as looking forward to UFC 15 and a half first event in the UFC that took place in Japan. Um, and we've got. Listen, listen to this matchup, man. Listen to this matchup. Maurice Smith versus Randy Couture. Hell of a fight. Hell of a fight that I'm hyped to break down. So uh, make sure you follow me and follow the MMA archive for all of your old school and new school MMA breakdowns. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Peace.